Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Wednesday, November 23rd, otherwise known as Thanksgiving Eve for those in the United States. Uh, another show uh, ready to break down a huge, massive Wednesday card, a Wednesday card that every year, Thanksgiving week, is the big uh, card of the week, if you will, instead of Tuesday, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. And we have a huge slate on tap tonight. Uh, it is a massive 15-game card, and we'll be breaking it all down. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and a special surprise, Jimmy Murphy, who's normally with us on Fridays. This Friday, the Bruins play in the afternoon, so he won't be able to be on the show Friday. So he's going to join us later today uh, on the show for his weekly uh, guest spot and help us break down the Wednesday card uh, as well. It's a very good night for me on the two-game slate last night. Excellent results. Buffalo best bet. Cruises home to an easy win there. The game goes over the total. And I added a late over the five and a half. It dropped to five and a half in a couple spots uh, right before puck drop on the Rangers and the Kings. And I felt, you know, five and a half, it was just a little too low. And I thought the Rangers, after the low-scoring San Jose game, maybe looking to get their offense going. They did that, and the game went over the total. So it was a great night last night. Hopefully that's a sign of good things to come. Alex, how fired up are you for this big slate? Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, historically, we've seen on this Thanksgiving Eve uh, a lot of high-scoring games. you got teams that are kind of, you know, looking forward to having that, that day off or a couple of days uh, off. And, and, you know, obviously, the, usually you got most of the teams that are coming right back on Friday. But uh, for some reason or another, we've seen some kind of odd, some odd high-scoring games and, and, and some upsets over the years. So be careful. Tread lightly with some of these big favorites that are on the board today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, always a weird day, you know, because you got the holiday coming tomorrow. Uh, you always have sometimes some weird results, but you're right. I've noticed that before and after a little break or a holiday, Christmas break, you know, Thanksgiving before and after, we've seen sloppy play, a lot of, you know, defensive miscues and obviously shakier goaltending and more goals. So maybe we'll see that uh, here tonight as well with this big slate. Uh, I do have, for those of you curious, the Canada match on in the background. They're playing their first World Cup match of my lifetime, actually. Uh, against Belgium, but uh, I always am telling myself in my head throughout this show, maintain focus, 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 do the show, don't mail it in, do your job the way you normally do it as host of the Ice Guys, so we will try to avoid distractions with the uh, obviously big uh, World Cup match involving Canada going on at the same time. All right, let's go to the card, we've got to get it right into it, it's a huge slate, we will start with the Arizona Coyotes and the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina minus 380, home favorites here, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, we've got the uh, Arizona Coyotes, a uh, hard-fought effort in their last game uh, against the Nashville Predators. In fact, they were leading at 1.3-2, could not hold the lead. They lose 4-3 in a shootout, fourth straight loss. And this road trip that seems like it's never going to end continues. This is now the eighth game on this road trip for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So they have been uh, definitely road uh, weary, I guess, for a very long period of time. Meanwhile, you have Carolina entering this game, Alex, on a three-game losing streak. Now, three games they easily could have won. They lost 3-2 in overtime to Colorado, a 2-1 loss in overtime to Minnesota, and a 4-3 loss in overtime to Winnipeg, where they were actually down 3-0, had three goals in the last 
few minutes, handful of minutes of the third period against David Riddick and the Jets, but the Jets were able to survive and bounce back and win uh, in overtime. Um, got them coming back off this little road trip. One thing you've seen too from this Arizona Coyotes team is, let's be honest, they've been fairly reasonably competitive, even in the losses on this road trip. So what I did is here, because I just think this is a little bit of an overpriced situation, and Vermelka is going to be a net, by the way, for the uh, Coyotes uh, here in this game tonight. He certainly played uh, better uh, this season than he's maybe shown in years past. This, to me, is just a bet where over Carolina is a little overpriced in my mind, and they're not playing the caliber of hockey that merits, I think, minus 380 at this point in time, even against a team like Arizona, even against a team that's been on the road forever. So I'm going to do a little bit of a split here uh, with this game. Small bets, both of them, but I think it's just a little bit of a price play for me because I just don't think Carolina's warranting a minus 380 tag right now. So I'm going to go with uh, Arizona plus one and a half, plus 125 puck line, half on that and half on the money line uh, at the uh, plus 320 here. I'm going to go half and half. Just for a little extra security, the puck line plus one and a half, which is actually a plus price, is at plus one twenty-five, and also uh, the money line here. I'm just, I'm a little bit not, a little bit concerned. I mean, the offense hasn't been consistent. A lot of it's been aho lately, and they're not getting a whole lot of secondary third uh, options going offensively at the moment for the Hurricanes. That's a little bit concerning, and it doesn't help either. That uh, obviously they've missed. Uh, two key pieces, uh, including Tara Vinen, who's been on IR for a long period of time. You've got some uh, issues right now finding the back of the net consistently in recent games. So we'll see if that continues here tonight. But I certainly think Carolina's a little overpriced here and a little bit uh, uh, over uh, uh, too much of a favorite, if you will, uh, in this game. What do you think here, Alex? Arizona, Carolina. Yeah, it is, it's a really steep price, even though they've had great history against Arizona. And this is a Coyotes team that you, you kind of wonder they're going to throw uh, a clunker out here at some point being on the road this long. This could be that spot. So it's a tough one for me. I was even trying to look at maybe the double chance of Coyotes in a, in a draw because we've seen three straight OT games with Carolina. But you're not getting much value with that. It's all the way down to plus 160 uh, at one shop. So this is what I'm probably going to pass, but it makes sense to try to look for some spots with Coyotes, like said one and a half, or, or even take a shot with them as a dog, as opposed to looking at Carolina. There's just nothing of, of good value. Even a team total over three and a half, you're laying somewhere around 155 to 160. So uh, this one won't make my card on a, on a, on a big slate like this. But uh, like I said, tread lightly looking at Carolina because they have not been in, in the best of form. And this could be one of those spots where they kind of lay an egg against a, a, a bad team. Yeah, again, and it's basically double-edged sword, two sides of the coin. You could say Carolina's lost three in a row. They're back home. They're angry. They drill a team they're better than. And the other side of it is, hey, they're struggling right now. Arizona's putting up a feisty effort, it seems, every night uh, that they, they're potentially live in this game. So it depends on which way you look at it. I look at it as the second way, and I look at it as, again, Carolina's not – playing in the form that merits minus 380, in my opinion, at the moment. We'll see how it goes tonight. St. Louis and Buffalo. We got the uh, Blues minus 150 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Keep in mind, the money's come in on Buffalo here, and I think it's kind of that little angle that we've talked about. Teams that's been team that's been struggling and on a bad losing streak, they snap the streak, and I think people want to you know get on that back that team a little bit, see if they can go on a bit of a run. Maybe we're going to see that out of the Buffalo Sabres, but it's not going to be easy. They are on a back-to-back -back after snapping the losing streak last night with a decisive win against Montreal. You could tell they were ready to play from the opening faceoff. They just pounced on the Canadians early in that game and did an outstanding job 
really when you look at it uh, in terms of um, you know being able to uh, jump, get the early lead, get the jump on Montreal, get that three nothing lead. And then show they could play a little bit of defense. I did say Matias Samuelson's return yesterday on the show would help that team a little bit at the defensive end uh, of the ice. And, and certainly the penalty kill was uh, at least a little bit better than it's been uh, in recent uh, games uh, without him. So that was definitely good to see. Uh, and the uh, Sabres get obviously a much needed win. Now, you know, sometimes when you get that first win and you're, you play a little bit relaxed, you play a little bit more confident. It was another brilliant goal, by the way, too, by Tage Thompson. The release that he had on that sixth goal uh, to beat Jake Allen. I mean, what an absolute roof job uh, it was. Perfect shot. I mean, the, the fact that a guy that size can move that way and shoot that way, just incredible stuff. Uh, what a season he continues to have. I, I shudder to think, Alex, what the hell the Sabres will do if he ever gets injured. Uh, Tage Thompson. He's been that good for them. And then we had Jake Allen in the seventh goal. That was a rough night for him. It was a rough night for Montreal defensively, basically committing aggravated assault on his goal stick, uh, smacking it against the pipe. I'm seeing that too much lately. And I said this on Twitter. It's like the goalies are, you know, freaking out more than they normally do. It's like, come down, man. It's one game in the regular season. I mean, it's going to be okay. I know it's not a good night, but I'm finding a lot of goalies are doing that lately uh, in terms of uh, just snapping you know, when their team is getting their ass kicked and when they in turn are getting their ass kicked. And it happened last night uh, with Jake Allen. I I, I just, I, I'm pumping the brakes. I'm, I'm going to take my Buffalo money and run, if you will, Steve Miller band style uh, in this game. Like I cast with Buffalo, but I said Montreal's the team that they're capable of beating. It's not like Montreal's world beaters. I don't want to step in front of St. Louis either. They're playing very good hockey. They're finding ways to win. They've got their offense going again. They've got the rest advantage as well. Going into this game tonight against the uh, Sabres, this will be more of a prop game, more than likely for me when it's all said and done. Uh, when you look at some props that are, and the, the overs appealing as well, a little bit at six and a half uh, in this game. Buffalo's definitely been trending that way uh, over the total. Either they've been scoring goals or they've been giving up goals, but most of their games lately have been going over the total. It's more of a prop game that I'll look at here. Uh, Buffalo did rejig their lines a little bit. Again, J.J. Paterka scored last night. Uh, I don't hate the idea of maybe looking at him from a goal scorer prop tonight. St. Louis, meanwhile, uh, you look at Jordan Cairo being elevated to the top line is a good bet on situation. So those are a couple props that stand out to me for this matchup. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you like in here, St. Louis and Buffalo? Yeah, I would take a shot here with the first period over. I'm seeing two at plus $1.20. Uh, and that's usually a, a spot that I'll buy on, especially because like this just feels like it could be one of those games that has good, good back and forth pace. You don't want to step in front of St. Louis. They, you know, been a, on a nice little run right now, but Buffalo, like I said, uh, getting that win against Montreal, that just seemed to kind of just be, you know, uh, a bit of an aberration. We saw how bad they were playing before that. Uh, I think this might be a spot where, you know, things kind of revert back to what we've been seeing in recent form. So uh, maybe look at St. Louis in regulation, but I feel a little bit more comfortable playing that first period over. All right, Alex, like in the first period over here with Blues and Sabres. All right, Winnipeg Jets, Minnesota Wild. We've got Minnesota minus one. 55 minus 160, a uh, home favorite, six the total, uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, do you have any idea why this is 6 p.m. local time? Any idea what at all? Uh, just I guess because just being Thanksgiving Eve, they just oh, want to get this yeah. kind of an, an earlier start. We see earlier starts with the Wild for usually when they play this game, and then we have a 1 o'clock start, which is actually way earlier than normal for Black Friday. So I think it's just the kind of you know traffic and, and different things like that. Just, why not play it an hour earlier? 
Yeah, yeah, no question. I think that's definitely uh, there's some truth to that. No, no doubt about it. That maybe they just want to get an early uh, jump on things with this being uh, close to uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we got the uh, Wild minus one sixty home favorites again, uh, six the total. And good job by Alex, who actually gave out a best bet on yesterday's show in this game. Jets Wild over five and a half, and he said five and a halfs aren't going to be there probably on game day. They aren't. Yeah. It's six, pretty much plastered. Uh, across the board here at every sports book. So, you know, get in front of that uh, total moving up. Great job there doing that. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, man, what, what I, I wasn't buying into Rick Bonus being the answer and this team necessarily turning things around. I knew it was a mess, and look, they needed a change, and obviously they bring in Rick Bonus, and that's the uh, head coach they bring in to try to get that change out of this team. And so far it's been Everything's worked out well. I mean, they're playing a better defensive brand of hockey, which was an issue last year for the Jets. Uh, you know, the team camaraderie seems to be better. I'm hearing that the chemistry and the uh, internal issues with the dressing room have been sorted out. It's a lot more harmony now uh, in the Winnipeg dressing room. So there's definitely a lot to like here for uh, the uh, Jets right now at this point in time. What's not to like, and the one thing I'm kind of worried about, is they've not had a great success rate lately here at XL Energy Center. It's been kind of a tough spot for them. But, man, I, I see plus 140 sticking out there uh, with this team right now. Uh, and I think it's just a, a situation where it feels a little like Minnesota, kind of like with Carolina. Are they playing well enough to warrant minus 160 against a uh, Jets team that's 7-3 and three in their last 10 games? I mean, they're lucky as shit to beat Carolina the other night. That was stealing a victory. I wouldn't call that a great performance. Uh, from the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they lose to Pittsburgh. They lose to Nashville. They lose to San Jose. They squeak past Seattle. Not impressive, really, against Anaheim. I mean, Anaheim was scuffling. They lose to L.A. Uh, one nothing. They look a shutout at home. The home record this year for uh, Minnesota is still only 3-6 and six, uh, when it's all said and done. Philip Gustafson, I don't trust still. And even though he's in net, he played all right against Carolina. I got to see more. Uh, before I'm ready to anoint him as some goalie, I'm ready to trust night in and night out. So uh, I like the Winnipeg side here, plus 140. I'm going to take a shot. I think Minnesota, to me, I, I got to see better form out of this hockey team right now than this price against the way Winnipeg's playing right now. What do you think here, Alex? Jets, obviously you like the over. Yeah, that. that was your best bet yesterday. I guess you're going to just stand pat with that. Yeah, I am, because this has been a, a truly a home series. 20 of the last 27 in the games, we've seen the home team win. Uh, and like you said, Winnipeg's clearly the better team right now, form-wise, in my opinion. Getting plus 140, that's a spot I would normally look to to strike on. And I, I wouldn't talk anybody out of that necessarily. Like I said, just kind of a bit hesitant because, like I said, they haven't played well uh, here in St. Paul. I've lost six of the last seven meetings. This has been a, a very one-sided series as far as home teams go. But I like grabbing that five and a half. Like I said, I, I thought that was a really low number to hang at any point, uh, even for an overnight line. Got that. And so now it's at six. So if you do like the over, I think you will have time to, to watch that drop back live in game and still be able to grab a five and a half. That's the only thing I recommend. All right, so there we go. Five and a half yesterday, up to six right now. And again, uh, Hellebuck and Gustafson, I mean, that's, that's pretty clear who we think is the better goaltender there. Yeah. So, uh, And he will be starting tonight for the uh, Winnipeg uh, Jets. 2.07 goals against, 9.35 uh, save percentage. Uh, I think it's a really good price on Winnipeg. Really good, uh, plus 140. I know we're going against some, some nightmarish games they've had in Minnesota, but uh, Minnesota's not been as good for, in form 
now and this season, in my opinion, compared to some of those past years. So definitely, uh, I think Winnipeg is live uh, in this game. And as far as the props go uh, with the uh, Jets, uh, you know, you've got obviously uh, Cole Perfetti on the second line. Sam Gagne has been moved up to the top line. There's some uh, options there. Sam Steele uh, and um, Terry's on it on the chat. That's 100% right. I mean, he's sec- he's going to be top line center with Kaprizov and Zuccarello tonight uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So there is your bargain bin right there. Someone that's not going to be priced like it. Now moving up to the top line, Sam Steele here for the uh, Minnesota Wild tonight playing on that top line center spot. So there's a good option to look for here in terms of uh, a player prop tonight on the Minnesota side of things. All right, Boston, Florida. We've got even money, minus 110. Bruins, Panthers, six and a half the total. I mean, do we just come back and ride this Boston team? It's hard not to, uh, the way they're playing right now. It's been a very strong run of hockey, 17 and two, six and two on the road. Both of the losses have come on the road, but, you know, playing a good Tampa Bay team the other night, they had a really rough start. And and actually, I will say, if Allmark doesn't play as well as he does in the first period, it's 4-1 Tampa because 4-1 was Tampa was really good in the first period. But then he made the saves when it was 1-0 Tampa. Boston ties it. And I really think it took a lot of the air out of Tampa Bay. They weren't the same after that. Boston finally got their game going. And I thought in the last two periods, they played a lot better uh, in that uh, game against the Lightning and got the uh, 5-3 win, the big thousandth point night uh, as well. Uh, for uh, Patrice Bergeron and it's just a phenomenal career that he has had for the uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, you know what's amazing is I believe they are leading the league in goals for and against per game. 4.16 goals per game, 2.11 goals allowed per game. Number one in the NHL in both categories. So real impressive here from the uh, Boston Bruins. Florida's coming off three straight losses. I don't like their form right now. One and four in their last five games. Uh, they lose to Dallas 6-4, to four, uh, five 5-4 and a shootout loss to uh, Calgary. Worth noting, Spencer Knight started that game. He had been playing great lately. That was not one of his better games. Uh, and he's back in net tonight. Bobrovsky got the Columbus game, and uh, it ended up being a 5-3 loss for the uh, Florida Panthers in that game. They fired 50 shots at Tarasov, who actually was very good in that game in goal for the Blue Jackets. But not a great game again from Bobrovsky, so not a surprise to see that Spencer Knight uh, we'll get the nod in goal tonight for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, you would expect Allmark uh, in net here for Boston, although it hasn't been confirmed on his side of things. By the way, Bennington and Uko Pekka-Lukanen forgot to mention that St. Louis Buffalo, uh, the uh, goaltenders there. But uh, as far as this one goes, I'm on Boston again, minus 110. I mean, it's just, you're going to keep giving me these prices with a 17-2 and team against a Florida team that hasn't, hasn't overwhelmed me with impressive uh, performances this year and certainly not in great form of late for their last five uh, they have lost so I like Bruins here once again minus 110 Alex Bruins Panthers yeah I'm right there with you on the on the Bruins and you know these are two of the biggest shocks uh to in the season so far and I think I'm more shocked even though I was low on Boston this year I'm way more shocked by how Florida's playing right now I, I just you know this was a team that looked like they were gonna you know finally make that next move to being a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, I thought the Maurice hire was was great, bringing in that experience. But I think his style of play has kind of turned things around with Florida, and not for the better. I think you know uh, they were a team that should have really kind of kept that up and down style, that speed style that you know, like I said, doesn't translate over that well in the playoffs. But you know, do what you have to do in the regular season to to build up yourself and and, and you know keep your offense rolling. 
you know, taking that step back, I think has really hurt them a lot. So uh, he said they're in, in bad form and Boston's just playing lights out hockey. I mean, this is a team that's, they're just a, a collective unit. And I think, you know, they're kind of rallying around those old guys, the Bergerons and, you know, seeing Marshan come back early from the injury and stuff. I think, you know, the, the younger core of this team is realizing, hey, you know, these guys, these legends have one more chance. Uh, if we play some some good hockey, we can, you know, make a, a deep run. And they're buying into to, to everything right now. Uh, Jim Montgomery's doing a wonderful job as well. So Boston, that dollar telling said, if they can keep giving us these cheap prices with a team rolling this hot, you got to take them. Yeah, that, that's that's the key right there. If this is Boston, if this is Boston minus one fifty or so, I'm off the game. But yeah. we're talking even money here uh, with the uh, Boston Bruins in this game doing a remarkable job. Uh, again, they had a rough start against Tampa Bay, but that's why you have a goaltender to keep you alive, give you a chance basically uh, to uh, get your footing. And Allmark did that the other night uh, against uh, Tampa Bay, and then the Bruins got better and were the better team, I thought, for much of the last two periods. As far as the props go in this game. Uh, Zaka's up on the second line, a little value there. Krejci's feeling it right now. Uh, you could look in that direction for Boston. Florida's interesting because they've suddenly, Paul Maurice has gotten the blender out lately. He's giving Nick Cousins more ice time lately. He's up to the third line. He actually uh, got two points the other night. But especially lately, we've seen uh, more adjustments with the lineup. Colin White's really been in the top six more consistently. He has scored in back-to-back games for the Florida Panthers. Colin White might be a good uh, option. And also moving up to that second line, which has been which is being centered by Sam Bennett in the last few games, has been E2 Cool Mint Lusterine in here for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, and he has scored goals in two of the last three games for them. So uh, Lusterine in here at a goal prop is probably worth a look as well, since he's been moved on up the lineup by Paul Maurice uh, for this uh, Florida Panthers team. So a couple good value laden props there uh, for goal scorers tonight with the Bruins Panthers game, Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, New Jersey devils, the devils looking to make it 13 in a row here uh, and get the uh, franchise record win streak tonight against Toronto, New Jersey minus 135 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Like I said the other night against Edmonton, I ain't stepping in front of New Jersey. It's just not going to happen. And you talk about the worst timing for the Toronto Maple Leafs to be ravaged by cluster injuries on the blue line. That would be right now as you're about to take on this uh, you know, loaded New Jersey team. Like I said, a broken record, but I'll say it again because you never know. We always might have new viewers, new listeners. But you know, four lines that can score, any one of them for the New Jersey Devils right now. It could be Wooden Bastion on the fourth line. It could be Heeshear. It could be Hughes. It could be Zaka. It could not Zaka. It could be Brat, former Devil. It could be Brat. It could be uh, anybody really. Uh, Sharon Govich. I mean, it's just there's so many game breakers for New Jersey and the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are already without Jake Muzzin, who are already without T.J. Brody, who I think is one of their better, you know, stay-at-home defensemen, shutdown defensemen, and now you've got the guy that's basically all world for them on the blue line because he does everything, right? He's on the power play, penalty kill, five on five, good in his own end, good getting the rush up the ice going, and that's Morgan Riley. Need a knee collision the other night against the Islanders, and now he's going to miss at least a few games, maybe upwards of a month. That's what they're saying because they put him on IR. So you're talking about down maybe your top two, definitely your top two defensemen, Brody and Riley. You throw Muzzin in there who's been out for a while, that's a lot of good defenders as well being out for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Uh, and that is concerning when you're playing this high-powered and potent New Jersey Devils team uh, at the moment. So 
that's concerning for Toronto. Uh, it, it's going to be, I think, a little tricky. Matt Murray, who's been very good, by the way, since he's returned from injury. He's played great in every game, honestly, even the ones that uh, Toronto did not win. Um, he's going to have to really be on top of his game tonight uh, because that is a shorthanded blue line now that he that the Leafs will be uh, unfortunately having to uh, take to the ice with tonight. Giordano and Hall, and now you've got Sandine and Lilligren's normally a third pair. They're the second pair, and this third pair scares the living daylights out of me if I'm a Leaf fan. Jordy Ben with Mac Hollowell, who's been uh, called up from uh, the Toronto Marlies. So that's your third pair tonight uh, against this Devils team. That could be something to worry about. So I like over the total uh, in this game because, again, that's always an over situation for me. When I see cluster injuries on the blue line, I think you're going to see that tonight. So over six and a half could also go more toward a devil's team total over three and a half, if you like, because I could see them getting to the four goal mark tonight in this game, considering uh, the absences and the depletion that we're dealing with right now with the Toronto Maple Leafs on the blue line. So uh, definitely look over the total here. I didn't take the the one thing that's going to keep me off the devils here is that you got the short turnaround revenge spot in play which has actually been a winning angle so far this year. Hasn't always won, but it's won more than it's lost. It's when a team has lost to a team just recently in the last week or two, and then they play them again a week or two later, that team that lost the first meeting often has bounced back and won the next game. So that would say bet Toronto here, but I'm not doing that uh, against a team that's won 12 in a row and with a team that has got the injuries on defense that Toronto has right now. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Leafs Devils. Yeah, I grabbed Devils regulation. I got plus 105 yesterday, and now I'm actually seeing some plus 110s, plus 115. So getting even better value here. I mean, like I said, there's no way you could jump in front of New Jersey right now, especially with all the injuries Toronto's had. Uh, and the favorite in this series has won 23 of the last 27 meetings. Uh, mostly that means Toronto has been favored over the years, obviously, but uh, New Jersey is just in great form right now, and I don't see them slowing down one bit. Uh, you know, Matt Murray, I, I think, still don't think he's fully back to even half as good as he was years ago. You know, we saw him, you know, turn in a good performance, but chances are he's not going to string them together anymore. You know, we we'll see him playing two, three, four good games in a row. So uh, I like New Jersey here in regulation. Devils in regulation to get a little bit of a better price for Alex with uh, them here in this game against the uh, Leafs. Nick Robertson, I like to go maybe uh, for the Leafs, though. He's back in the lineup tonight. Looks like he's going to be on the second line with John Tavares and Mitch Marner. And Tavares and Marner have been playing excellent lately for the uh, Leafs. So you're talking about Nick Robertson coming back into the lineup here tonight, second line, and getting that opportunity. So uh, I think there's a good value uh bet potentially there for him to find the back of the net for the uh, Leafs. As I always say for the New Jersey Devils, you know, it's a, it's a team that it's tough to bet their goal score props because you really can't just hone in on one or two players. could be anybody uh, any given night. So I always say you put, I think at this point in time with what we've seen every night, what we see out of guys like Miles Wood and Nathan Bastion, these guys that play down the lineup, they're getting great chances, great looks, you know, every single night. And, you know, they're not getting the hype and the and even Michael McLeod, same thing, that whole fourth line. I know, obviously, how uh, Hughes and Bratt and Heeshear, Tatar, uh, Sharon Govich get a lot of the offensive credit, but I don't think you can sleep on that fourth line. They are always seem to be buzzing. The forecheck is strong and they always seem to be able to get uh, their share of scoring chances. So 
definitely, uh, I think the value is with those three on that fourth line of the Devils, Wood, Bastion, and even McLeod, who's found the back of the net in some recent games as well. All right, we got Montreal and Columbus next up. Uh, Murray and Banachek, by the way, the goalies uh, in the Leap Devils game, as you would expect. Montreal, Columbus, we've got uh, Columbus minus 120, home favorite, six and a half, the total in this game. So I was against Montreal last night. I'm going to be on Montreal tonight, uh, plus 100 here. They lost to Columbus last week in a game I thought they played horrible uh, in that game I against a ravaged Columbus team. I'm sure they, that won't sit well with them going into this rematch here tonight. They just didn't play a good hockey game. Too many mistakes, too many breakdowns, too many issues uh, with puck management, uh, and they paid the price for it. You know, At some point, we, I think, are going to see this Blue Jackets team not be able to keep this up with the all the injuries and let's be honest they got bailed out by Tarasov in the Florida game on Sunday that was definitely a game where uh, they gave up 50 shots I mean they're, they're not supposed to win that game Columbus but you know Tarasov played this out of his skull good hockey game and shockingly Brad Larson's going back to Corpus Allo here you'd think Tarasov that kind of effort uh you're going to see him back in between the pipes here for uh the Jackets tonight not the case uh going back to Jonas Corpus Allo here uh, in net against uh, Montreal. Uh, with Allen starting last night, you would expect Sam Montembeau to be in net tonight for Montreal. And he's the guy with, that was in net against Columbus last week. You know, I, I don't think you could have blamed him for a lot. The whole team was bad, but he also allowed the five goals in that 6-4 loss. Chance for redemption for him. He still has an overall winning record, believe it or not. 3-2 and two, Sam Montembeau this year. 2.83 goals against 9.15 save percentage. I think Montreal, after getting scorched last night, 7-2 to two, uh, by Buffalo, I think they bounce back strong. They do have the rest disadvantage, of course. It's back-to-back -back for them. That's not the case for Columbus, who actually come in with two days off. They haven't played since that Sunday game against Florida. But nevertheless, I think Montreal's worth a look here, plus 100 after that loss last night. And I, I think at some point when you're without – Shinnikov's out too now for Columbus. just keeps getting worse. You, without him, you're without Tessier. You're without three starting D, Boquist, Blankenberg, Bean. Uh, you're without Danforth and Lion A. You're Merzlikens hurt, Voracek hurt, Wierenski hurt. I mean, at some point, you're going to feel these absences, and you're not going to be able to keep winning hockey games. It's just not going to be possible. Hopefully, tonight's that night. I like Montreal in a bounce-back spot, even with the rest disadvantage. I'm going to go over the total because that's what I'm doing every game right now uh, with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Montreal, Columbus. Yeah, I can't lay a price with Columbus except based on how banged up they are, even though they've, they've been playing very well, winning three of the last four. But I, I just don't think that Montreal is really going to bring it tonight, even with how bad they played last night. Uh, Columbus has played them well. They've won the last six meetings with them. Uh, if this was a plus price with, with Columbus, I probably would take a shot with them. But uh, laying a dollar twenty and higher, th this would be a pass for me. All right, pass for uh, Alex here with the uh, Canadians and the uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, all right, next up here, we've got the Calgary Flames and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Good matchup. Uh, Pittsburgh minus 130. Uh, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, the Calgary Flames, I, I, I'm waiting for this team to get red hot like a flame, uh, you know, essentially, and get on a roll, you know, see that the the effort I get nightly from this team, I want to start seeing it result in Ws because I keep saying it, and I'll just keep on banging the drum of Calgary during the losses here in the month of November. They played better than those losses would indicate. There's so many games they've lost this month where they outplayed the opponent. They had the puck more. They were in the offensive zone more. They were generating more chances than their opponent. And I stand by that. 
Calgary, you know, is probably playing better than a nine and nine record would indicate right now. I know they are, uh, but they just had some issues where every little breakdown was going in their net. Markstrom had a few games where he was off his uh, off and not playing all that great. And that contributed to some of the losses, but they've now won four of their last five, much better. The only loss was against Tampa Bay where Vasilevsky had probably his best game of the season. Uh, I don't think it's debatable. That was easily, he hasn't had a, many games where he's looked like last year's Vasilevsky. He did against Calgary. That's the only loss for the Flames uh, in their last five games. They beat LA and Winnipeg at home, and then they've won each of the last two games on this road trip against Florida and Philadelphia. We'll see if that can continue here against uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's won three in a row, though, after a little bit of a funk, uh, beating uh, Minnesota 6-4, shutting out Winnipeg 3-0, uh, taking care of business against Chicago, a feisty Chicago team. Uh, but Pittsburgh gets the win 5-3 on Marion Hose's uh, retirement uh, jersey night. That was a, a great uh, ceremony that was put on uh, by Chicago, definitely before that game. Pittsburgh, though, got the uh, victory. Now they return home off the mini road trip. I'm definitely not laying minus 130. I'm making up my mind on if I want to bet Calgary here in this spot. And I'm not sure I will this time because Pittsburgh's playing better. Uh, you've got Pittsburgh, too, that lost to Calgary uh, earlier this year. So you've also got that revenge situation and play, uh, which, again, has been profitable. It hasn't won every time. But as I've said, you've been betting the team that lost the recent meeting against that team in this rematch. You've done well. And that's another thing to factor in with that Toronto game, by the way. Toronto did this against Pittsburgh. Remember, Toronto lost Hall of Fame night against Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Next week in Pittsburgh, what happened? They beat Pittsburgh. So that's yeah. another thing. That's why Toronto's not totally done for tonight against New Jersey. I wouldn't be totally shocked if they end the streak, but with the defensive depletion, it'll be difficult. But that's also why I'm going to stay off Calgary here a little bit. Pittsburgh in revenge mode, playing well. Road trip, the miles are accruing a little bit. Uh, so I lean Calgary. I don't think I'll get there. Maybe this game gets over, though, because Calgary suddenly – High-scoring ways here on this uh, road trip. It's been kind of weird to see it transpire. But, you know, on the road this year, they had the Islander game that went over the total. Uh, they had the uh, Florida game went over the total, Philadelphia over. So kind of been going over on this road trip here, the Flames trending in that direction. Uh, what are you thinking here, Alex? Flames and uh, Penguin. Yeah, when you mentioned about revenge spots, this is one that I kind of had circled because uh, Pittsburgh, I mean, they laid an egg on that whole trip out west uh, when they played Calgary. Now they're in much better form, uh, one three in a row, and I think they're really starting to kind of find their legs a little bit here where Calgary is still, you know, playing well but kind of beating up on some of the weaker teams, now having to take a step up in class. I think Pittsburgh's going to be ready and focused here. I found the dollar twenty at a couple of shops, so that's the the price I laid uh, with Pittsburgh. Don't want to take a shot with with regulation. I could easily see this being uh, a close enough game where it might go into OT. So I'm just going to go with the Penguins land a dollar twenty. Yeah, Dan Vladar, by the way, uh, in net giving Markstrom a rest tonight. Dan Vladar starting for Calgary. Tristan Jari starting for Pittsburgh by necessity because uh, Casey DeSmith has been put on injury reserve. It looks like for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, or at least his day-to-day -day from the looks of it, but uh, not available. Uh, and that's why Tristan Jari uh, in that. And Tristan Jari's had his issues, you know, this year. Only 3.27 goals against, 904 save percentage. I remember with Vladar, I think his first start of the year uh, was pretty good uh, against, uh, against, I think. Was, I think with Edmonton, the Edmonton, Edmonton game, he had, yeah. Yeah, he had a good night. And since then, it's been a little bit of a more of a downfall for him. But he's, he is still capable. I mean, you just don't know when you're going to get that great start every night. So it's another reason why I was thinking maybe this game goes over the total. It just might. Uh, I might add that uh, to the uh, uh, card here tonight, the over. 
uh, when it comes to the uh, Flames and the uh, Penguins here. And plus the first game off a road trip. Sometimes that's an overspot, a little sloppy uh, in that first game back home. Uh, next up, you've got uh, Edmonton Oilers, New York Islanders. Uh, we've got the uh, Islanders minus 120. Uh, home favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Oh, hold up. Before we uh, continue on that game there, back to the uh, Flames for a minute. Props. Zucker. I mean, Zucker's just uh, been great lately for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, and I've mentioned him repeatedly on this show. Uh, he is the uh, offensive uh, dynamo at the moment for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. On that second line with Malkin and Rust, he's been playing extremely well. He has scored three goals in the last five games. Uh, you could look in that direction. Uh, of course, I've talked about uh, the Adam Rzichka repeatedly, uh, who's been moved up to the uh, top line for the uh, Calgary Flames and has thrived there with uh, Lindholm uh, and Toffoli. Something to uh, keep in mind there as well, that uh, he's probably worth a look. Dubé back up to the second line. Maybe a chance for him to find the back of that. He's been snake bit, man. He's had so many chances, Dylan Dubé. But now up to the second line, maybe he'll have a look. Yeah, Brock McGinn, another solid option. Dan in the chat, I, I like that as well. All of a sudden, you're starting to see uh, him uh, of late light it up for the uh, Penguins, even though he's playing on the third line. He has scored goals now in uh, one, two, three, four, five, five of the last uh, seven games, we've seen a goal scored by Brock McGinn. So another solid option there from a value standpoint. All right, Oilers-Islanders. Islanders minus 125, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. The Islanders come back, beat Toronto the other night uh, in overtime. Nice, solid win for them uh, in that game. We'll see if they can uh, keep uh, the good vibes going and the winning ways going tonight, returning home, taking on the uh, Edmonton Oilers. I get a sneaking suspicion with Edmonton losing with Skinner, Stuart Skinner and net the other night against New Jersey. And the one goal was a bad cough up of the puck by Skinner as well. He just mishandled it and it ended up going to New Jersey pass in front. And there's Dawson Mercer with a wide open net bit of a mishap. They lose that game. They give up some goals. It was not one of Skinner's better games. I think this is the opening of the door that Jack Campbell's been waiting for maybe to get back in net tonight. It wouldn't surprise me to see Jack Campbell start tonight for the uh, Oilers. Jay Woodcroft and the Oilers don't look like they've made that official yet. Uh, we're still waiting to see who's going to be in goal for the uh, Oilers, but it's another opportunity for Jack Campbell to try at least to right the ship because we know it's been definitely a struggle for him uh, in his first year with the uh, Edmonton Oilers. This team just continues to be really up and down, up and down. They lo lose three in a row. They beat Tampa. They lose to Carolina. They beat Florida. They lose to L.A., uh, they beat Vegas in overtime, and then they start the road trip losing to New Jersey 5-2 uh, the other night. So it's just been up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, the Islanders, on the other hand, 3-2. Uh, like I said, they beat Toronto to snap a mini two-game losing streak for them. I'm more inclined probably to look over here at 6. When we talk about the Islanders, have kind of been trending more toward overs. I, I, I don't know if I can trust Jack Campbell to put up uh, a goose egg or keep the goals against at a minimum with what we've seen from him throughout the course of the season. So that's kind of the way I lean here. I'm very interested at this in this spot to maybe look Oilers as well, but I, I don't know if I can do it because of the fact that we've just not seen uh, this team play consistently defensively. They put a lot on the shoulders of, you know, Connor McDavid lately. Uh, and uh, he's, you know, not always gotten that great support uh, lately from the second line, from the third line. I mean, Yamamoto hasn't contributed enough. They need more out of this Yesa Puliarvi guy. And I'm hoping, you know, that uh, he eventually will find the back of the net for this team with the opportunity he keeps on getting because of, uh, obviously, look, Evander Kane's not coming back anytime soon, guys. Someone's going to have to step up in that position there. 
uh, on that top line. You know, Yamamoto struggled. Now he's obviously injured and unavailable. Uh, he wasn't able to get it done in that spot on that top line. They've given uh, Pugliarvi a look there, and the goals haven't really been coming for him. Now you're going to put Hyman and Fogel next to Connor McDavid on that top line, and he's the one I would look at, Warren Fogel for Edmonton. We know there's some offense in this guy. We know he was a pretty good playoff goal scorer for Carolina uh, a few years ago. You know, the opportunity now with the ice time he's going to get, he's going to be playing with Connor McDavid. Uh, he's a guy that's gotten some offense going all of a sudden, three goals in the last six games for him. You look at the shots on goal numbers consistently, you know, firing the puck. Now you play with McDavid. Warren Fogle might be that good value goal scorer prop tonight for the Edmonton Oilers, getting this opportunity tonight on the top line with McDavid and Hyman. Alex, what do you think here, Oilers Islanders? Yeah, I like the draw here at plus 330. I think this could be one of those back and forth kind of games where, uh, you know, like I said, these are two teams that just really have kind of been out of sync in their form, you know, like I said, haven't been able to find consistency for the most part with, with either team. I also would look for the over, but I would wait to grab it in game. Uh, Chris Otto mentioned in the chat, you know, uh, I always like to start off a little bit slow and then kind of up the tempo a little bit. So I think you'll be able to get a, a great five and a half at a plus price, maybe even lower than that uh, potentially. So that those are the two spots I'm looking at. Draw plus 330, and I'm looking at a live over. Uh, anything in uh, the five and a half range at a plus price. All right, there we go. Again, Oilers and Islanders there. Uh, we'll see how that one uh, transpires. Uh, all right, next up, we got the Philadelphia Flyers and Washington Capitals. Washington minus 220 uh, home favorites. This total has actually dropped to five and a half in a few spots. Some sixes, some five and a halves. Uh, so make sure uh, you shop around. If you like an under, if you like the under, find a six. If you like the over, uh, see if you can find a five and a half here uh, in this game. Uh, Capitals have lost four in a row, but the Philadelphia Flyers have lost seven in a row. Pick your poison. I ain't picking any of these teams uh, right now. So uh, I don't want either side. A game like this, I would say take the plus price. Take the dog. Dog or pass. Dog or pass is what I'll always say in a game like this. Two scuffling teams, two struggling teams, and definitely a situation where I think you're going to end up seeing, you know, you do worse than taking plus 190 uh, in this game because you know, even though Philly's lost seven in a row, it's not like they've – They've been pathetic in every game. The Calgary game, it was 3-2 in the third period. You know, and then Calgary put it away with two empty net goals. The Montreal game, they lose in a shootout. Boston 4-1, I thought their effort was commendable in that game. And it took a while for Boston to get going. Losing overtime to uh, Columbus. So these recent losses, it's not like it's been a lack of effort. It's just been a lack of offense. It's been, I think Carter Hart hasn't played nearly as well the last few games as well. That's been a little bit of an issue for the Philadelphia Flyers. So I, I think I think I'm talking myself into Philly. I don't think I will bet Philly, but I'm telling you what, I would sure as fuck rather have Philly plus 190 than Washington minus 220. And keep in mind the Capitals still beaten up to shit. We've harped on this theme for weeks now, just how ravaged this team is in terms of the injury situation that they've had to deal with. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. You got to somehow deal with it if you're them, but certainly a ton of key cogs remaining out of the lineup for the Washington Capitals Orlov on the blue line, Wilson Brown, Backstrom Haglin up front, you know, at least now TJ Oshie's back. All right. That is the big uh, news of significance here for them. And we know the difference in the Washington Capitals record with and without TJ Oshie on the ice. So getting him back is significant, but I'd still lean Philadelphia at this price. This is just too much of a number for the Capitals to be laying at the moment. What do you think here, Alex Flyers and the Capitals? 
Yeah, it's a pass for me. Like I said, there's no way Washington should be laying anywhere in the $2 range, but you can't back this uh, beat-up Philly team, even at a plus-190 price. That's 5.5 is a bit interesting. Uh, you know, these are two teams that really kind of just been splitsville as far as totals go. Uh, Washington, 9-10-1 in totals this year. Philly, 9-9-1. and So, uh, you know, you're not really getting much value. Even with a 5.5, you could try and maybe – your book has five and a half. Try to wait and catch an even lower price uh, in game, but I'm just not going to touch this one. This is a pass for me altogether. All right. Sonny Milano is worth a look, I think, for the goal score prop mark. And Sheary, those same two guys. I mean, for Washington, they've been pretty good lately. Uh, Philadelphia, again, uh, you hate the center ice situation. I mean, with what's going on with Konechny out, uh, all the injuries they have at the center ice spot. Couturier hasn't played yet this year. They're gutted at center ice. They got Frost, Cates, Brown, and Sedlak uh, as their top four centers. That's just not. Like I say, really an NHL caliber quartet, if you will, in terms of your uh, center ice position. So that's also something that's really worrisome and troubling uh, if you're the uh, Philadelphia Flyers right now. Um, all right, next up, Nashville, Detroit. We've got uh, Detroit minus 130, home favorites, six being the uh, total uh, here uh, in this game with the uh, Predators and the uh, Red Wings. Uh, let me just actually, there's one thing I didn't mention. The uh, last game is the uh, goalie. Uh, matchup, but uh, we'll just uh, get uh, confirmation of that right now. Here we go. Uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> all right. Here we go. Philly and uh, Washington, the uh, goalie matchup here confirmed or not. Let's see. It is. Uh, there we go. Darcy Kemper for Washington projected to be Carter Hart uh, for uh, Philadelphia, but uh, no confirmation yet uh, about that. So again, with Konechny, Couturier, Lawton, center ice, like I say, still out, so very shorthanded in terms of the center ice spot. Nashville, Detroit, I like the Red Wings here, honestly. Uh, minus 130 here uh, in this game. I mean, uh, Nashville on the road is not something I fully endorse. Three and five they are. Pretty bad road record this year for the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, Detroit uh, won the last two games of their road trip, 7-4 against San Jose, 6-1 to one against Columbus. A nice little bit of rest to catch their breath. Three full days off. That's rare in the schedule these days. I mean, we haven't seen Detroit play since that Saturday night game against uh, Columbus. I think that's going to benefit them well here uh, in this game. I know Nashville, they've won four of their last five. They've picked it up a little bit, but, man, they're living a charmed life right now. Could have lost to the Rangers. One goal win, one goal win against Minnesota, one goal win against the Islanders, overtime win, or overtime loss, rather, against Tampa, and overtime shootout win against Arizona the other night. It's not like things are going getting done easily for the Nashville Predators right now. They're finding ways to win all of these close games uh, at the moment. So that's definitely something that would concern me. Lankin in the net uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators, uh, 2.6 goals against 921 save percentage. You know, not bad, actually. He hasn't played that terribly this year for the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, but facing this Detroit team, which, again, found their offense going here these last uh, two games of that road trip. I think it's going to be a little bit tougher for him. And like I said, I don't like this Nashville uh, track record on the road. They've done well against Detroit. That'll be the thing that's on their side. But I like the Red Wings here at a minus 130 price. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Preds and Red Wings? Yeah, I like this first period over, but I'm going to wait for it to drop. Even though I'm seeing the $1.40, $1.45, I'm going to try and grab this in-game. Uh, I think we'll see. This would be one of those games I feel like could go up and down. So I'll probably look at a, um, an over six as well. This feels like it could just be they roll the puck out and go back and forth. Nashville, like I said, played well against Detroit, but they have not been that good of a road team. Lincoln is just a guy, you know, he's had some decent numbers and a lot of those those saves and 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 some of his uh, appearances that have been good were in relief. 
uh, nights where Soros didn't, uh, you know, step up and play well. For Detroit, I mean, if it's Nadelkovic, hard to lay a dollar thirty, hard to lay anything really with Ned the way that he's been playing so far this season. So uh, I like the overs. I like first period over, I grab that live, but I'll grab an over six now, um, kind of shop around and see. It should be what the dollar twenty, dollar twenty five range. That that's worth playing right now. I think we can see a lot of goals in this one. All right. Uh, we, I, I, let me just see here. I, I don't know for sure it's been confirmed to Delkovich yet. It hasn't been yet. But if it is him, I'd like that over. I'll probably bet that over if it is him. If it's Huso, who's actually been solid for most of the season for Detroit, right. then that's when I, I'll, I'll bet Detroit either way. But I'll definitely like uh, the uh, the over more if Nadelkovich uh, uh, is confirmed because you're right. He is definitely uh, – we've definitely seen enough sample size from both of the Detroit goalies that we're now pretty con- – Pretty clearly, we can see Huso's been the better of the two options uh, in net this season for the Red Wings, no question, uh, with his play recently. Uh, all right, uh, prop-wise, um, let me just see what we've got here. Um, there's a couple guys I was considering. Uh, Kubalik's, you know, roaring right now for the uh, Red Wings. I wouldn't argue with that. Uh, definitely the way he's been uh, contributing right now. And I keep mentioning uh, our guy Parson in here on the uh, top-line center spot for Nashville. Uh, getting those quality looks every night might be something you want to consider here in terms of uh, goal props. All right, Chicago and Dallas next up here. Dallas, wow, huge number here, minus 310 uh, in most spots here with the uh, Dallas Stars. Total in this one right now sitting at uh, six pretty much across the board. Probably not going to get involved in this uh, game uh, overall when it's all said and done. Dallas should win. A bounce back for them after a hard-fought but tough loss the other night against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, obviously, on home ice, they've played pretty solidly this year. Chicago, you know, valiant effort against Pittsburgh but falls short 5-3. And suddenly, they've been giving up some goals in bunches again. 5-6-5 five, five allowed in the last three games by this Blackhawks team, uh, which hasn't been good. Their defensive games deteriorated. We've got uh, Cotton Candy and uh, plastic body parts known as Peter Morozik uh, in net here for the uh, Chicago uh, Blackhawks. Uh, we'll see how long he uh, stays healthy and in there. And if he does, is he going to be able to play well? Because I haven't been impressed. One in three, 3.65 goals against 889 save percentage. Uh, Jake Ottinger gets the uh, start here for the uh, Stars uh, in net for them. Uh, so I would, if anything here, I would look maybe at a three and a half over with the uh, team total of Dallas. Uh, in this game that could be something to consider it's minus 140 to 45 in a lot of spots but i think i might get there with that uh rather than the minus 310 that's what i like to do with the big favorites you got a dallas team that probably can get four goals tonight against chicago chicago's given up i believe five or more now uh, in uh, three straight games which isn't good dallas should be able to get to four goals and look we've talked about this with dallas alex sending uh, ben and sagan are going for them right now they're they're engaged they're making things happen and look at how much of a better team Dallas is when that's the case. When those two guys are actually locked in, focused, playing at a high level, which isn't always the case. We know that. It just makes them a completely different, better hockey team. And, of course, Jason Robertson, what else can you say? He keeps on doing his thing as well uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. So I think I'm going to end up on that, that Stars team total here, uh, over three and a half. Alex, what do you think here, Blackhawks Stars? Yeah, I'm taking a shot with the Stars in the first period puck line. We're still getting plus value with that. I'm seeing anywhere from even money up to uh, plus a dollar ten or a dollar fifteen. I got a dollar, plus a dollar ten. Uh, I mean, this is just you know, it should be a, a lopsided affair. Obviously, Dallas is way better than Chicago. You got a the huge edge in goaltending Ottinger going against Mrazek. 
These two teams have played each other pretty tight, though. We saw last year four meetings, three of them go to OT. Uh, that last meeting was six to four. That was a was a late empty net goal. I do remember that because I had uh, the the draw in two of those four games last year. So I would take maybe a slight shot with that at plus four hundred. That is a bit high if if Dallas decides to lay an egg tonight. Like I said, you know, sometimes with these big favorites heading into the holiday, we have seen stranger things happen. So if the Hawks can keep it close, uh, you know. This will probably be – I'm going to play Dallas. I already played Dallas first period puck line. So what I'll do is if that doesn't cash, let's say it's a 1-1 game or I'm seeing some good pace and some good pushback from the Hawks, then maybe look to grab a live draw on the three-way line. It won't be anywhere plus 400 necessarily, but you know, still probably able to get some good value probably in the 285 to, to 325 range. So that's the way I'm going to attack that. I'm going Stars first period puck line. Uh, laying the half a goal, and then try to look for maybe a draw spot if that doesn't cash and the Hawks kind of show some fighting energy early. Yeah, that's not bad because, yeah, Dallas might be in for a battle if they don't jump out early. We'll see if they do Dallas first period puck line for Alex, and then we'll uh, reevaluate things uh, after the uh, first period uh, from that point. But, uh, yeah, as far as the, uh, like I say, the props go, Rope, uh, again, they're all, they're all playing well. Uh, ben Sagan, Robertson, Hints, take your pick. Uh, unfortunately, they uh, – uh, Take took our guy Matei Blumel out of the lineup. We tried to take a couple shots with props on him, but it wasn't the uh, case. So uh, definitely some options there for Dallas. You can go in a bunch of different directions because they've got multiple top six forwards that are feeling it at the moment right now for the uh, Dallas Stars. All right, you know who's not feeling it right now? The Anaheim Ducks. I mean, my goodness, uh, just it continues to be a brutal uh, season for them so far. Hey. Betty Crocker is going to burn the odd cake. I always say that every now and then. And my Anaheim overseason point total, that's looking like as bad as it gets from a preseason prognostication standpoint. Uh, They look like they're not even going to sniff that point total uh, at this point in time. But it's been very disheartening to see what's happening with the uh, Anaheim Ducks. They host the New York Rangers tonight. Rangers minus 155, uh, road favorites, sixth uh, total uh, in this game. I mean, what do you do here? Uh, it's a tough game. I mean, I, I don't think I could get there with Anaheim the way they're playing right now. It's just been uh, – and, you know, what's pro- problematic now is they're still yielding the goals, which has been their issue all year. The penalty kill still sucks. I mean, they, they just haven't fixed that. And four straight games again with a power play goal given up. It's still a hor- horrible, horrendous p- uh, penalty kill. And you got to think the Rangers power play points. Once again, I've said this every Anaheim game lately. If you're going to bet Rangers player props, bet the freaking power play points because Anaheim just cannot get a kill right now uh, at this point in time with the PK. Uh, so the New York and the New York Rangers have a pretty solid power play as well. Uh, Rangers coming into this game power play wise, uh, number 10 in the NHL, top 10 power play percentage. So they should be able to do something with Kreider and Zabanajad and who they can throw out there on the power play. You'd think some power play points are going to be where Adam Box is always playing big minutes on the power play. So, yeah, Dallas Akins has definitely got to be on borrowed time. There's no question about that. It's just a, and just a question of how long they're going to wait, really, to make a change at this point. But yeah, for Anaheim, you know, five and fourteen on the season, it's been absolutely brutal. Uh, they've been uh, three and four at home. They've actually been, you know, somewhat better at home, but that's not saying a whole lot. It's been on the road where they've been absolutely cannibalized here so far. Uh, the Rangers have won three of their last four, beating Arizona, beating San Jose, beating the Kings. That was a good win by against the Kings last night because it started out poorly. They're down 2 nothing in that game, and then they rally back, and they take control of that game from that point on and get a nice 5-3 to three comeback win last night against the uh, LA Kings. But now you're on the second night of back-to-back games on this road trip. 
probably a very strong chance of Yaro Halak being in net tonight uh, for the uh, Rangers, considering it's a back-to-back. I would fully expecting him uh, to be in between the pipes here for the uh, Rangers. And he, by the way, uh, in four starts this year, believe it or not, 0-4. So that's probably what pumps the brakes about laying a minus-155 price for me with the New York Rangers. Halak 0-4, 3.22 goals against average, 8.83 uh, save percentage. I certainly am interested maybe. In, uh, again, Anaheim's not scoring right now. That's the concern. I mean, their offense was the strength of that team. If they had anything that they were good at early in the year, Alex, it was that they could put the puck in the net. Well, they've scored just uh, five goals in the last three games combined. So that offense has dried up. But you got to think if Halak's in net, tired Rangers team maybe a little bit, they take advantage of, of that situation, find the back of the net. Rangers should, you would think, as well uh, in this game. So kind of lean over, especially if Halak is confirmed in net for them uh, in this game, which I would expect. Alex, what are you thinking here? Rangers, Duck? Yeah, that's the only thing I can look at would be the over. This could be a, a up-and-down pace. I mean, obviously, Gibson's been terrible. The Ducks have been terrible as a whole. But Halak is definitely someone you can't lay uh, even. I wouldn't I wouldn't lay a $1.20 with him, let alone $1.55, $1.60 with him in net. And especially on the second night of a back-to-back heading into the holiday, this definitely feels like it could be a, a, a bit of a track meet. That's the only thing I'd look at would be over. I'm not going to play that officially. I might try to see if I can grab a better price in-game. But um, this is definitely one of those kind of games where it could be real weird. Uh, and, and if we see the Rangers kind of lay an egg a little bit, Anaheim get that offense going, their momentum kind of rolling a little bit. It doesn't mean that the Rangers are just going to mail it in. They could come right back and fire. So we'll have the over circled for something in-game potentially, uh, but just uh, definitely a pass on the sides. All right. Uh, nothing wrong with that. A uh, pass for uh, Alex here in this one. Definitely uh, monitoring the uh, status of uh, the New York Rangers goaltending before uh, going forward with uh, this game, uh, but definitely eyeing the over if we see a Halak sighting uh, in net for the uh, Rangers tonight. All right, we got San Jose and Seattle uh, next up here. Uh, Seattle Kraken minus 170 uh, home favorites here at uh, Climate Pledge Arena. I almost want to keep calling it Climate Change Arena, but I keep uh, you know remembering Pledge. Uh, Seattle minus 176, the total uh, in this one. I mean, here we go again. I mean, this is that same theme, right, that I've had consistently with the uh, San Jose Sharks. How the hell can we pass up betting over two and a half minus 120 team total San Jose right now? That's the price here in this game. I mean, this has been a team that has scored at least three goals in 10 of their last 11 games. They obviously get the uh, victory 5-1 over Ottawa in their last game, feeling it offensively at this point in time. And yeah, minus 118. At Pinnacle, the bet Sharks team total over two and a half. I like that. We've been on this theme a bunch, been on this bet a bunch of times uh, during this run, and I think there's probably a good chance we see them hit three goals tonight. Uh, Martin Jones in net, cocking in the net once again for San Jose. He was actually solid in the game against uh, Ottawa the other night, but do we trust him game to game? That ends up being the concern. Martin Jones for the uh, – look, he's been really good. I mean, he's given up two goals or less now. Uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken in six of the last seven starts. I mean, that's pretty impressive, and you don't expect that from Jones, but it's also why maybe this team totals lower than it could be. So I still think even with Jones in good form, San Jose, they've just been automatic getting the three goals lately, and it's uh, Couture, it's LeBanc, it's Meyer, it's Hurdle. Uh, they're getting contributions from uh, their big guns right now, 
during this streak where they've been putting the puck in the net. So I like San Jose team total over two and a half here in this game. And look who's joining us now. Uh, Wednesday special guest appearance. There he is, Jimmy hey. Murphy. Jimmy Puckline with us here on the ice. Jimmy, what's up? Not much, guys. How you doing? Sorry for the delay there. Once again, I am uh, in a hotel room this week uh, for my visit with you guys. But uh, took a bit getting checked in. And then I don't know if you saw my tweet. So I'm staying like 25 minutes outside of Boston. And not only can I not watch the World Cup right now, there's no Fox on the direct TV that they have here in the room. Hmm. But I just realized they don't have Nesson. Oh, wow. How is that possible at a Massachusetts hotel? How is yeah. that possible? I, I have no idea. And the, the woman at the front desk is clueless. So <laughs> it looks like I'm going to be hitting the local for the uh, Bruins game tonight. <laughs> yeah, if you want any chance of watching it here, Boston taking on Florida and a good hockey game too. Yeah. Uh, definitely, yeah. yeah you're going to have to hit the uh, local watering holes around that hotel. No doubt about that. That's unbelievable. That, that, that's, you know, there's people on radio that have bitched for years that when they travel and they go to hotels, there's still a bunch of hotels that don't offer ESPN two that don't yeah. offer Fox sports one, <laughs> wow. any of these networks. So it's hard yep. to believe after all this time. Well, remember too, uh, a lot of places at first weren't doing verses back in the day. And then, yeah. and then NBC sports, network when that first started up and ramped up with their hockey coverage it was tough to get i know from experience so i don't know what the deal is what these like subscriptions are that the hotels do but you know somebody's somebody needs to lose their job <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. definitely that's 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 got to be frustrating when you're especially those people that some some people have to travel for their job well yeah and, and if you're a sports fan you're, you're out of luck sometimes yeah yeah we get american thanksgiving tomorrow so i mean a yeah. lot of a lot of people probably in hotels right now yeah, no doubt. So uh, get your TV shit fixed and figure it out. All <laughs> your big hotel chains is ridiculous. Can't even get Fox Sports 1. How long has Fox Sports 1 been around now? Almost a decade. Probably going on a yeah. decade now. Yeah. FS1. And still some hotels don't offer it. That's hard to believe. Uh, we'll play catch up here with Jimmy. We'll mm -hmm. ramble right through the card here, uh, starting with the games we've already talked about. Anything for you, Jimmy, you like Arizona, Carolina? Arizona, Carolina. I've got no feel on that game. I was I was trying to look at it and, and find a little angle there, but it's just not hitting me. All right, St. Louis, Buffalo. I like the Sabres on the tail end yeah. of the back-to-back, -back, and I, I know that St. Louis has been better as of late, and I get that, but um, I, I feel like last night maybe turned things around for the Sabres and they get back on track here. So let me take them on the money line. Yeah, that one's a tough one because St. Louis is playing great. Don't really love fading them, but there's something to it about the team that loses as on the losing streak. They snap it and then they go in the other direction and they win a few. Yeah, uh, and this so is one of the few sellouts, guys. I know people in Buffalo that go to a lot of Sabres games. They said that this is one of the few guaranteed sellouts of the season is the night before Thanksgiving in Buffalo. They're always home that night. The place is going to be rocking. Wow. Uh, you know, as Alex will attest, he's from the States here. I mean, I, I think where you are, Alex, I know where I am. It's it's the biggest drinking night of the year. Is yep. what it's considered. You know, it's, it's it's amateur night. I think it's worse than New Year's Eve, actually. Yeah, uh, I more people. Yeah, more people drink than this night than St. Paddy's on St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. So I think the place is going to be jacked up and uh, ready to go. And I think the Sabers take it. All right, Buffalo, and the money's come in on Buffalo too because St. Louis opened minus one eighty. It's down to minus one fifty five now. Minus one fifty in that game. All right, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Jimmy. Liking a wild here, and I'm liking an over. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun game, a track meet maybe, and uh, the wild need a big win like this. And, again, you know, they're home on this fun, festive night in that, in that barn, and they always pack the place. But it, from what I hear, you know, talking to some people in that organization, man, the fans are getting restless this year. Yep. There's some big expectations, and I, I think that they need to go on a tear here. So 
give me the wild in this one. Yeah, and uh, we'll see too because even that XL Energy Center hasn't been the home ice uh, edge that it's been no. in years past. We'll see if they can get it going there tonight. And then, of course, Jimmy, the game that obviously Boston Bruins, Florida Panthers. Is there some truth to the, maybe after the big thousand point night for Patrice the other night they fall a little flat? I don't think so. And even if they do, they're playing too good. They're seventeen and two hockey team. They're minus one ten tonight. I had to take the Bruins here again. Well, it's interesting you say that because I, I think you're on to something there. I'm not going to bet against them on the whole game, uh, but I love the Panthers in the first period. I really do. I, I think the Panthers come out fired up. Let's not forget the whooping that the uh, Bruins put on the Panthers up in Boston. I think it was the second game of the year for the Bruins yeah, on Monday night, true. if I, I recall correctly. Yep. Um, you know, this the, every team gets up for the Bruins now, obviously, because of where they are in the standings and the start they've had. But this is an even bigger game because – I don't care what the Panthers and their fans will say. They've always sort of felt inferior to the Bruins. But now you could argue heading into this year at least, maybe not now, but on paper heading into this year, that Florida was a better team. Uh, and we saw what they did last year winning the President's Trophy. So this is a big game, another measuring stick for a Bruins opponent, but also for the Bruins too. I think they'll fall behind, but they need to bounce back like they've been able to do. All right, there we go. So we'll see if the uh, Boston Bruins can, uh, like I say, it was a big win against Tampa, the big thousandth point for Patrice Bergeron. We'll see if they can. Uh, hey, guys, I'm going to throw a quick, quick crazy prop in there right now. I okay, yes. But he's back in for the first time uh, in, I believe, four games. In all four games, he's healthy scratch. And that's Craig Smith coming in for Trent Frederick into the lineup. Yep. Him at plus 400 to score a goal. Yeah. That's what I did with Nick Robertson for Toronto in the uh, game against yep. New Jersey tonight. Uh, he's been scratched for a while. He's on the second line tonight with Marner and uh, Tavares. Yeah, I heard a good story today that uh, he was on the radio here locally when I was driving down towards Boston. Coach Jim Montgomery was on uh, the local channel, the Sports Hub, and he said that yesterday he actually took Craig Smith out to eat for lunch and just had a one-on-one -on -one with him, kind of just said, look, man, let it out. I know you're frustrated. You've been, been scratched a lot, and you know, I can confirm that the Bruins have been trying to find somebody to take him in a trade. Um, so, you know, he said, I need to know where he's at mentally and I want him to know he's part of this team. Right. And I was like, well, I've never heard a coach do that or at least admit doing it. Yeah. Um, so I, who knows? Maybe that, you know, kind of gets Smith going right now. Maybe it's a, a sort of a new lease on life for the season for him. I think Jim's hitting all the right buttons because he knows Bruce got a raw deal. And I think the players were a little shocked Bruce was gone. And he's trying to calm the waters and say, hey, there's some people maybe upset, disappointed, shocked that Bruce is gone. But I'm coming here and I'm going to do right by well, you guys. No, they, I can tell you, you know, I mean, I was upset because yeah. he was a great quote and I, I yeah. had a good relationship with him. But I can tell you the majority of the players, I mean, from everything I've learned ever since and what happened, there are a lot of happy people in that locker room that he oh, was really? And that's, that's what you're seeing right now. This is sort of a lot of frustration just coming, pouring out, and they're channeling it the right way. And, you know, like I said, I told you this before, I like the job Montgomery's doing, but I also think he's the beneficiary of one of the best leadership cores in the NHL. And, you know, a good conduit to the players there in the Bergerons and the Krejci's and the Felinos and even McAvoy. So, you know... I think it, it was a good situation for both. Bruce has found success in Vegas, and this was the right time to just put somebody else in there. Yeah, no, it is. And it's, it's two of the best teams in the league right now, Boston and Vegas uh, right now. Yep. Toronto, New Jersey, Jimmy, what are you liking here? Uh, well, man, I'm not betting against Jersey again. I tried <laughs> with the Sens last week, remember? Uh, you know, I'm going to stay away from the side in this. I do like the over. I think this is going to be a fun, high-scoring game. 
Um, I, if I was going to pick a winner, I, I kind of would. I do like Toronto a bit. I just do. I don't know why. Um, I mean, sooner or later, this is going to end. And I think Toronto needs a big win. Uh, so I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think by any means this jersey is going to run away with it. I think it'll be, it'll be a good game. Can they dig down without Riley, without Brody, two of their best defensemen on the uh, blue? That's, yeah, that's, the, that's, the, that's the one hang-up I've got with the Leafs tonight. Can they overcome that against this potent New Jersey team? That's the the big uh, biggest question. All right, Montreal-Columbus, Jimmy. Loving the Habs here. Loving the Habs. Yeah. I took them at even money earlier in the day. I don't know where they're at right now. Um, yep, same price. Same price. Well, I lo I'm loving that. Uh, just a revenge game for them. Having played them – you know, what was it, five days ago, six days ago, over in Columbus, same place. And now they're going back there for another shot. So I like them in a revenge game for sure. All right, Calgary-Pittsburgh. This is going to be a great game, guys. I, I, I think this is one where I'm going to be kind of tossing back and forth if I can in the uh, in the local here. Um, but I, I like this game. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to take a draw in this. I think these guys go head-to-head -head and really maybe even head to a shootout to, to finalize things. All right, Oilers, Islanders, Jimmy. Give me the Oilers on the money line. God, I want to take them badly too. I really do. I mean, it's just I think that I think they're showing up tonight after the tough, hard-fought game against New Jersey. It's just can I, can we get Campbell to bear down and play well? Because I think he's starting tonight. I really do. I think Jack Campbell's going to start. Will he bear down? I want to take Edmonton badly, but. Uh, I don't know if I will. Philly, Washington. Like I say, I could only go dog or pass here, but Philly's got Frost, Cates. Sedlak and someone else is their top four centers. It's bad. I mean, Morgan Frost is your top line center. That's how bad it is. Washington's yeah. depleted. I lean Philly, but I don't want any part of these two teams right now. I'm with you. I want nothing to do with this game. Yeah. Nashville, Detroit. What do you think? A Jimmy Puck line on this one, folks. Give me the Red Wings minus one and a half. Yeah. I like Detroit there as well. Chicago, Dallas. Oof. I mean, definitely looking in the Dallas side, but just trying to figure out a way to get value there. Um, Alex likes first period puck line. I'm on the team total over. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll go with the Alex one. Let's there do that. Go. First period puck line. All right, sounds good. And Rangers, Ducks. Rangers, Ducks. You know, I heard what you said there. I'm actually, I'm loving the over in the first here. Uh, I like the overall around. And uh, I'm going to take a team total over on the Ducks. Uh, it's only I, two and a half. Yep. Yeah. With Halak potentially in that. Halak is not himself this year, man. I don't know what's going on with him. I heard you guys talking about it before I came on. And um, he's just, yeah, he's off. His angle's off, everything. So he's not in a good place. They're coming off a win last night. You know, maybe they went out and partied in LA. So uh, I like, I like, I like, I'm almost tempted to take the Ducks straight up. You know what? Screw it. That's my turkey day. Go. Give me the Ducks straight up. Go big, go bold, or go home. Exactly. Yep. There you go. Well, Anaheim well. plus 135. It's definitely a scheduling advantage for the Ducks, but they've had advantages with the schedules and the situations yeah. before and still shit the bed. So we'll see <laughs> if we can fix that tonight. Our Jimmy is caught up. Uh, caught up. All caught up now. San Jose, yeah. Seattle. I mentioned liking the team total over. I lean full game I over as well. Alex, what do you think here? San Jose, Seattle. Yeah, this is one I would probably look at that first period over and probably look to get a, a better price in game as well. I think I'm seeing dollar thirty, dollar twenty eight. That's actually not bad. I probably will lay that one thirty with this. Um, you know, this Cockinen starting for the Sharks. And I still think he has uh, a chance to be a good goalie in this league. I think he just needs reps. Uh, you know, this is a bad Sharks team. He's going to have uh, more than likely a losing record at the end of the year. But I think he just needs more and more reps in that. And uh, he he'll find his footing in due time. Martin Jones 
as incredible as he's been, you know, you just wonder when is the 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 shoe gonna drop on the other foot. Uh, it could be tonight, even though he's played decent against his old team in four starts, one, one, and one uh, in four appearances, I should say. So I think this could be one of those higher scoring affairs. I think early we might see it maybe drop off a little bit, but uh, this is a cheap enough price. I'll take a shot with the first period over. All right, there we go. First period over. Jimmy, Sharks cracking. I'm going to jump on that, and I'm with you too. I'm going to take the team total over for the uh, for the Sharks as well. All right, there we go. Good stuff. Like I say, for the props regarding San Jose in particular, uh, Eberle's really got it rolling at the moment for the Kraken. But for San Jose, you know, LeBanc, Hurdle, Meyer, uh, watch out for this Noah Gregor. Noah Gregor, who scored the other night uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks, moved up the lineup, starting to shoot the puck more, get more chances. Noah Gregor might be a sneaky option for San Jose tonight from a goal score prop standpoint. All right, Vancouver, Colorado. We've got the Avalanche, minus 200. Home favorites here, six and a half the total in this game. I'm just keeping this simple, over six and a half. Because Colorado's probably going to get five or six on their own. I mean, that's how bad we've seen this Canuck team struggle to keep the puck out of their own net. We were wondering, Thatcher Demko, who had a terrific game when they beat L.A. last Friday night. And like, is Thatcher Demko going to find his game? A guy that, believe it or not, and Jimmy, I don't know if you've been on the show and I've said this previously, Thatcher Demko is the third worst goal saved above average in the NHL. Third worst. In the entire league, there's how many goalies have started? 74 have started a game this year. He is third worst. Only Campbell you know, and Merzlikens have a worse goal saved above average than him. This is Carter Hart part two to me. I, I feel like this is, they rushed him. They rushed Demko. That's what I think. And he's going to yeah. have to go through these uh, one or two tough years like Hart did and, and find himself. And he's got the skill. I know that. But he, he, it's just not a good situation right now for him. And yeah, then he's he, got... They need to figure out something to get keep him on track mentally as he goes through this because this could scar him for for good. Yeah, he just needs better uh, blue line in front of him too. That's a big issue. I mean, I, I've said this repeatedly about Vancouver. I think he's playing great. I think he's playing his ass off. He's doing everything. Luke right. Shen. When, when Luke Shen is one of your best defensemen on that blue line for Vancouver this year, you got some problems. Mm -hmm. You know, you got some problems. Now that's credit to Luke Shen. Luke Shen's uh, had I think one of his better years in a long time. But when he's outperforming. You know, Quinn Hughes and Bear and Ekman Larson's been a train wreck this year. I can't even express yeah. how poor it's been for him. Lawson Tossum has been just brutal for the uh, Vancouver Canucks this year. That's a problem. That blue line's weak. It's just, uh, and they can't overcome it. And now you got to face this Colorado team. That's going to be very difficult. But Colorado's got some injuries on the blue line, too, including uh, Bo Byram. Uh, Francois is going to be a net for them. Uh, this will be his first start since he was just absolutely stand on his head caliber. Uh, against uh, Carolina in his last start. Two goals allowed on 48 shots. So he was absolutely terrific in that game. Um, so I, I was debating Colorado team total over or Vancouver or, or full game over, I should say. I went with full game over six and a half because I, I just think it'll get there. I think you'll get four minimum out of Colorado, but more than likely five or six. Now they've been trending under, I get it, five straight, but not this Vancouver team. Uh, I think you're going to end up seeing uh, goals aplenty here in this one uh, over six and a half for me with Canucks and Avs. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Vancouver, Colorado. Well, you know, I've been riding the first period over with the Canucks pretty much all year, but I'm going to look at a different route. I'm going to go both teams to score in the first period plus 150. Uh, with Spencer Martin getting the start in that, like you said, he's even though four one and one record wise, but his numbers goals against numbers are a bit high. Francois, like I said, getting the start, we've seen him kind of uh, be up and down this year. So I can see where there's some goals early for both teams. So 
playing a little safer than going with the over two. It's going to go with both teams to score plus 150. There you go. I uh, like that there. Both teams to score plus 150 first period. One of our uh, looks that we are trying to incorporate a lot more uh, in our NHL betting portfolio, if you will, the last uh, few uh, last season or so. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Vancouver, Colorado. Yeah, I like that good little loophole you guys are w- working there now. I'm going to jump on that as well, and I'm going to jump on the uh, over bandwagon with you, Ian, uh, for the total game. Excellent there. Uh, do we have a Spencer Martin confirmation? Someone in the chat seems to think it yeah, could Yeah, I be saw it on goalie post. It says he's the, he was the first goalie off the ice. Okay. All right. Could be Spencer uh, Martin tonight. So give uh, Demko a uh, rest. Uh, Spencer Martin, his numbers aren't a lot better to be. He's actually four and one, believe it or not, four one and one uh, as a starter. They've actually won with him. Three point four nine goals against eight ninety eight save percentage, though is still not great by any stretch of the uh, imagination. You got to play this Colorado team, uh, obviously, that continues to uh, you know be very dangerous and potent offensively. So I like over six and a half uh, in this one. Uh, all right, and by the way, you know Colorado. You know, only minus 200. I'm seeing Carolina out there at a minus 380. And believe it or not, Colorado minus 200. You know, it doesn't seem like it's, it seems a little cheap. Now, I would still not lay minus 200. But uh, obviously, I'm just saying, when you compare Carolina's laying minus 380 against Arizona, and I know Arizona's bad, but Vancouver's pretty damn bad right now. And Colorado's only laying minus 200 against them. So interesting the difference uh, we're seeing uh, with those prices. All right, last game through this marathon 15-game slate, Ottawa, Vegas. We've got the uh, Golden Knights here, minus 240 uh, home favorites here at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, the total in this game right now is sitting at uh, six uh, and a half uh, across the board. Uh, this is a game I don't have really a strong feel for overall. Uh, Ottawa is one of those teams I don't want to bet their games under a lot. But Vegas here, six and a half coming back home, uh, certainly uh, after a uh, road trip that they had. Uh, of late, uh, ending up with a 5-4 uh, back-and-forth wild game with uh, Vancouver uh, to end that road trip. We'll see. They've actually been trending over, believe it or not, 7-2 uh, and two, uh, in their last nine games. Ottawa and Vegas played just uh, a few weeks ago, earlier this month in Ottawa, and that was a 5-4 game uh, in favor of the Golden Knights. So maybe I should be leaning over the total, but uh, certainly Ottawa tried to call up. You know, they kind of had the team – meeting type of deal after the San Jose game saying we got to be a little bit more responsible, you know, defense I and mean, all this stuff that teams that are scuffling like Ottawa uh, is right now what they do, you know, you eventually try to get the team together, talk it out, hash it out, see if it's going to result in better performance and better results on the ice. We're going to have to see it before I believe it, because when your only victories are Philadelphia and a Buffalo team that was in a tailspin at the time you beat them, that's the only two victories for Ottawa in the last 10 games. I'm going to have to see it before I believe it. So this is a game where I would lean slightly over six and a half, uh, uh, but, but Ottawa is talking about trying to tighten it up. We'll see if they can tonight, if they're even capable of doing that. Because like I say, this blue line without Thomas Shabbat, since he's gone down due to injury, it's been hurting quite a bit for this Senators team. Logan Thompson confirmed in net for the Golden Knights. Not sure yet who will be in net, either Talbot or Forsberg, obviously, uh, for Ottawa. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Senators, Golden Knights. Yeah, I already got a bunch of games, so this is a pass for me, but I would lean uh, to that over six and a half. I feel like this could be one of those track meets like we saw uh, when Vegas played up in Ottawa. This could definitely be uh, a back and forth battle, even with Thompson confirmed in net. But uh, like I said, Ottawa, I mean, there's no way you can really look at, at, at them, even at a, a plus 200 price. The form that they've been in right now has just been a, a bit sloppy and 
just, you know, the offense hasn't really been carrying everything enough to where they can just uh, boat race everybody right now. So it's going to be a pass for me. The Ottawa first period might be something I just dabble in because I think the first 20 minutes you're going to see Ottawa come out strong. It is the first 20 minutes after the road trip. You could see that's when Vegas is at their most vulnerable. So I think if you're going to trust Ottawa to have this step-up effort after, you know, it was pretty embarrassing, the San Jose game, quite honestly, then maybe early in the game is when you take Ottawa first period. Do we trust them to hang on for 60 minutes in that tough building? I'm not sure, but maybe you get Ottawa with a little edge in the first 20 minutes, a little sluggish out of Vegas the first 20 minutes following the uh, road trip they just uh, completed. Uh, What do you think here, Jimmy? Senators, Golden Knights. What I think is I love the over in this one, guys, and I I like an over, even though it's not the best value, uh, I like the over in the first period as well. And I'm I'm just going to tell you guys, you know, driving down today, I spoke to a couple people. This is a really big game for DJ Smith. Um, they're starting to be a really strong feeling around the league right now that that he might not make it through the weekend if this comes wow. up. And he just got a vote of confidence from Pierre Dorian, like yeah, a week, well, a tw- two votes of confidence. What what happens when you get a vote of confidence from your GM? Yeah, like ninety nine percent of the time, you're yeah, gone. Right. Yeah, that's like the kiss of death. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't think it's right. I think Pierre Dorian should be the one facing the music. I mean, how's all the stuff he did over the summer looking right now? I, like, Jay Smith didn't put this roster together. He did, so he should be the one that owns up to it. So we'll see. It's funny though. I mean, he thought this was a good roster this year. We all did. I mean, we were on yeah. this show on the previous show. Well, we all thought, damn, this team looks like they're going to be a whole lot better this year. And it's just sometimes the pieces aren't fitting and the chemistry's not there. And that's what it looks like right now. Definitely chemistry issues. I mean, I'm seeing mm-hmm. lack of chemistry across the lineup right yeah. now with this team. And the defense is just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, la- I laugh at the two guys just quickly. If anyone tries to tell you that Carlson's going back to Ottawa, just laugh at him. Yeah. Why would Ottawa add him to that defense in the condition they're in? They're like the one of the worst defenses in the league right now, and they're giving up goals left and right. Carlson is a turnover machine. Yeah. And he's just, I'm sorry for that money. He's not worth the risk. So that's not happening. Yeah, they're putting too much on the plate of Jake Sanderson. He's going to be good in time, but oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's insane that they're already asking him to play, you know, 20 minutes a night, 23 minutes a night, be dominant, be terrific in his own end. I mean, he's trying to step up with Thomas Shabbat out with that concussion. I mean, he has season high 24 minutes yeah. and 55 seconds the other night. But again, he's not used to that. You got to be patient. Still only 20 years old, this kid. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, right now, I, he's my Calder pick. Yeah. He's my Calder pick right now. Yep. Yep. You know? For rookie, wow, yeah, he has. You know, he's done. I think he's done really well. But man, at some point, you worry that they're asking a lot to play those minutes every night uh, against the best players, usually on the other team. Uh, will he? You know, will this be able to sustain itself? Uh, you know, Brandstrom's still very young. Zub, of course, is kind of a middling defenseman. Then you got Holden, and you got Lassie Thompson scheduled to be on the third pair tonight for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So yeah, you're talking about a a, a blue line that hasn't been addressed enough. That is the one thing we said coming into the year. Have they addressed the blue line enough? They have not. They have not. And now it's coming back. The chickens are coming home to roost, as we say, with Ottawa defensively now. Uh, Didn't address it enough. Not enough depth back there. Uh, And they're kind of paying the price for it now, especially with Shabbat out. Feel it even more. So uh, Jimmy liking goals there with uh, Ottawa and Vegas. I think goal score prop-wise there in that game, there, there's. It seems like Riley Smith just is the go-to right now for Vegas. He's been absolutely phenomenal here of late, finding the uh, back of the net for them. Uh, keep him in mind for a goal prop tonight. Uh, 
Pinto looks like uh, he's cooled off a little bit, but certainly it was going to happen at some point. Broussard on the second line center spot might be a value look here. Stutzla is actually someone that's actually kind of trying to get things going for Ottawa, and he's been one of their better offensive players lately. Goals in three of the last five games for Timmy Stutzla for Ottawa. All right, there we go. That is the card for this Wednesday. Huge slate, 15 games. Our last show before Thanksgiving, so this is our chance to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving, safe travels. Uh, if you're going to be on the move uh, here in the next 24 hours, uh, we will be off, of course, tomorrow. No NHL action. And we'll be back on Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern with our Black Friday edition of the uh, NH of the Ice Guys show with tons of games on Friday. Now, we will be um, posting our picks for the early games, the 1 p.m. Eastern Boston game and the quartet of 2 p.m. Eastern games on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash iceguys before the games start. Uh, you'll be able to see what we like there. It's just $10 a month. You'll see that. You'll see our daily betting card for the show, bonus content, uh, totals charts, goalie charts, power ratings, and more. Lots more bonus content coming up in the uh, uh, new year as well. Patreon.com slash IceGuys for that. Uh, so make sure you uh, check that out. And check out Jimmy's work too, Boston Hockey Now, the nationalhockeynow.com, Boston Hockey Now, all the great sites, George Richards with Florida, Adrian Dater with Colorado, Shang Peng with San Jose, Go on down the list. Uh, great team websites. Great info, too. Like they, they go in depth. Good recap. Coaches quotes. Player quotes. Recap of each game. I mean, great stuff. It actually helps your handicapping and your betting, believe it or not, reading the stuff there. So uh, nationalhockeynow.com for all of that. Uh, all right, Jimmy, it's always good to see you. Let's start yeah. best bets with you, uh, my friend. What do you like for best bet? I'm going to go back to that Panthers uh, first period uh, against the Bruins. So I'm liking that. Like I said, I could totally see – Bruins coming back and winning the game. I just think that, you know, Panthers are going to come out flying there. And I think there's something to what you said, Ian, uh, about a letdown. I know I, I know for a fact those boys party a little hard uh, after that game that night. So I don't know, you know, how they recover. They're young. They'll be fine. But I know they definitely celebrated Patrice's 1,000. As they should. And Jimmy yeah. says maybe a little 20-minute hangover uh, in the opening period <laughs> of night down in Sunrise against Florida. Uh, tonight so florida first period against boston uh, for jimmy murphy with his best bet uh, alex uh, what do you like for best bet yeah i got a first period look as well we're going to dallas stars first period puck line laying the half a goal at plus a dollar ten like i said shop around you can still find anywhere uh, at a plus price uh, just a, a huge advantage for dallas here uh against the hawks i think this is gonna be a, a spot where dallas can kind of name their score and they should be able to light the lamp early and often so let's go stars first period puck line uh plus a dollar ten that's my best bet all right, there you go. Dallas Stars minus a half uh, at a plus price in the first period against Chicago. Uh, best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith. And, and my best bet here for this Wednesday card, a great card, lots to choose from. Uh, no question about that. Um, I'm going to take a shot with those Jets at plus 140 against uh, Minnesota. I just like their form right now. Minnesota escaping with victories in recent games. Uh, goalie edge with Hellebuck over Gustafson. Minnesota, I understand, being favored, not minus 160 right now with the uh, form of both teams at the moment. So I think Winnipeg is the value shot there at plus 140 against Minnesota for my best bet uh, for this Wednesday card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. Uh, great show and great to have Jimmy, as always, uh, once a week. Uh, we'll get him back on next week as well, probably back in the uh, Friday date. But again, always pending things. We can always move it around if need be. Great stuff. Happy Thanksgiving, Jimmy. 
Happy Thanksgiving, you. Alex. You're the yeah. Thanksgiving guys. It ain't me. I'm <laughs> so you guys right. enjoy uh, your turkey and your feast. Everyone in the chat as well. Stay safe. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex P. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the U.S., and we will be back with you on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 